Hey friends, welcome to the Next Step Leadership Podcast, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. I'm Tracy Reynolds, and my partner for the Next Step Journey is Chris Maxwell. Together we hope to inspire, assist, and create the confidence you need to take your next step in your personal growth, spiritual growth, vocation, or even your calling. Thanks for joining us. Well, come on, let's dive into this week's episode of Next Step Leadership. Chris Maxwell and Tracy Reynolds uh, continuing our weekly conversations about life and community and how to make a positive difference in the next steps of life. Uh, And these last few episodes have reminded me, Tracy, that there are many people out there um, that are waiting for us to take next steps toward them. Right. To help them, to love them, to care for them. And uh, last week, honestly, it, 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 it broke my heart mm. while also giving me hope uh, as I see love him, love them, choosing to really love him and love them. That's right. Wow, Linda, we appreciate your story. And more than your, it's, it's inspiring to hear story. I mean, Scripture tells us that, you know, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony. And sharing your testimony about what God has done raises faith. But it also, uh, I love your honesty about uh, attitude going in. You know, this is where I am. I was, it's never 100% faith. It's, and, but God meeting us there. Uh, and it's like, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Absolutely. Uh, and I, I get that. I think all of us do, but I appreciate that. So welcome back to Next Step Leadership. Thank you so much. Great to have another opportunity to finish up the story, huh? Yeah. yeah. So let's just dive back in. I'm, I'm already leaning in to hear mm-hmm. uh, how God has directed your, your steps up, up until current. Right. Well, I think when we left off last, we had just brought the choir here to the United States, which in and of itself is a miracle, right? Uh, maybe today you can just sort of walk into the U.S., but back when we did this, you had to do it uh, the right way, uh, which meant a visa. And to get a visa, you have to have a passport. And to get a passport, you have to have a birth certificate. <laughs> and to get a birth certificate, you have to have or know when your birthday is, which is probably not a big deal for any of our listeners. But if you happen to be a child that was the only member of your family that was pulled out from underneath the rubble of the earthquake in Haiti, and of course at that time the whole administration fell to the ground, you couldn't just run to the courthouse. So that's literally where we started with this process was making up birthdays. I'd like to make a suggestion if anybody else decides to bring a group of children to the United States and you have to make up birthdays, spread them out a little bit throughout the year. (laughs) We made the mistake of having a lot of birthdays in the same month. And so that's just a little small tidbit of information. But anyways, when you fast forward to today, here we are. We now have six locations in the country of Haiti. Uh, We have vocational schools. We have churches. We have uh, orphanages. We have a transition home, uh, which is for children who are 18 and over. We actually have the first and only neighborhood, which it's so funly. I mentioned last time that we were, my husband and I were real estate investors. So we've literally done in the country of Haiti what we were doing here in Atlanta, Georgia. And so we now have homes where when our girls come out of their transition house, they can work their way into the neighborhood, which is within in walking distance of the transition home. Very cool. Uh, all sorts of things. And then probably the most exciting thing is, is that we opened a hospital in mm. the middle of a global pandemic. Mm. So in 2020, when the world was closing down, uh, God actually opened the doors for us to be able to uh, open the doors of that hospital on August the 19th of 2020, which mm. I went, the whole world was shut down. You weren't supposed to go. I was like, look, I don't know nobody that's opened a hospital and I am not missing the grand opening of ours, right? <laughs> 
Um, and then, as you know, we have children here in the U.S. who uh, just one of them graduated as valedictorian of her class. Another one graduated as salutatorian of her mm. class. And um, all up and down the East Coast, we have them up in New York, uh, here in Georgia, South Carolina. Uh, so those kids who were in the choir, our goal was we would bring them here and build up leaders. And we wanted them to have a strong foundation in Christ and a great education to be able to lead either here or to, to have a strong enough foundation that they could go back to Haiti and participate. Uh, so one of them is becoming a physical therapist. She actually broke her leg in the earthquake. She shared her story yesterday and said, you know, I didn't have anybody to help me during that earthquake. I was walking around and literally could not get help. And mm-hmm. I want to be in a position that I can go back to Haiti and provide help. We have another one who's going to uh, go to law school and become a judge mm-hmm. because she said that she sees the injustice that's going on, especially for immigrants, and she wants to be able to help with that. So it's just amazing to see wow. full circle. Uh, we have a brand new book out called Choir of Angels, mm-hmm. uh, and the subtitle says How 30 Orphans Changed Their World Forever. Every single person that has picked this book up said they might have changed their world, but this book has changed my world. Mm -hmm. This book contains the miracles that we experienced on that choir tour. Mm -hmm. Now, one thing I did not know (laughs) when I brought those children here is I had three individuals, and this is kind of what happens on the bus stays on the bus, but now we're letting it out (laughs) since we got rid of the bus. Um, Three of of the girls who were in that choir had been raised up to be voodoo princesses Mm. in the country of Haiti. And so Mommy Linda, you know, there's verses in the Bible that talk about casting out demons, Mm. healing the sick, raising the dead. Well, I had to figure out how you really do that. Because when we were dealing with the demonic manifestations that took place during that choir tour, I mean, some of them, I don't know, do you guys remember in Charleston when Dylan Roof walked in and shot and killed the entire staff? We sang at that church, Hmm. and we experienced very similar spiritual warfare at that church. There's a chapter in the book that tells that story. Um, But you know, you just can't call your best friend and say, meet me down at the local coffee shop. I need you to tell me how to cast out a demon. There's not a lot of people that know how to do that. Hmm. And so I walked through learning about real spiritual warfare and how to fight back. And that's what the stories are in this book. We've kind of masked it a little bit because we knew if we said that, do you need to learn how to cast out a demon? People were like, I don't think I'm going to get that. Mm -hmm. So it's Choir of Angels. uh, But it shares that story and what we walked through, and especially with those three girls. Mm. Powerful. Powerful. Wow. You know, where do you see the ministry uh, you've been telling us some of the, the doors the Lord is opening, so, and all of them, they're all mind blowing. That you know, and I think I'd, I would be remiss if we didn't draw attention to the past faithfulness that has led to these doors being open now. How uh, you have done these things for this season, but God seems like to be opening an entirely new season. Linda, tell tell us a bit about what God's doing now and what you see. Right. Well, here we are in October, right? right. So, and, and some of you may be listening and say, you know, Haiti, I don't even know where Haiti is. I don't care about Haiti. That's fine. We have many, many opportunities here in the United States of America. And, you know, Thanksgiving is right around the corner. Mm-hmm. So last year, as Love Him, Love Them, which, by the way, if you don't remember anything I say, just remember that. Love mm-hmm. Him, Love Them. That's the Bible in one sentence. If we all did that, the world would be a different place. But we have opportunities here for you to help to love him and love them. Last year, we served 4,000 meals 
on Thanksgiving Day to homeless, hopeless, and homebound. Now, the entire state of Georgia has reached out to love him, love them. Thanks, we're right before the election. Mm-hmm. We're right before the election here in Georgia. And so Georgia wants to show the rest of the United States that no matter what happens on election day, Georgians know how to pull together to love him and love them. Mm-hmm. And so what we are now doing is our Thanksgiving meal has been spread out over the entire state of Georgia. Cool. We will, we will be delivering up to 15,000 meals throughout the state of Georgia on Thanksgiving day. And we don't only deliver the meal, we deliver whatever else they need from laundry detergent to pet food, to clothing, mm-hmm. to coats, to blankets so you can reach out to us through our website to be involved in that and the goal is to that no matter what happens on election day we can bring democrats republicans organizations ministries everyone can come together to work together for the good Mm. another amazing event that we have every year here in america because think about it i told you in my first on the first episode i raised five children who has obviously have a parent incarcerated because mm-hmm. of the situation. If you missed that episode, we encourage you to go back and listen to that. And so every year we do a night of hope. And in Franklin Stevens and Hart County, we go into the jails, we interview the inmates, and we find out what would you like for your child to get for Christmas. Mm. And then we reach out to the guardian families. Many times there's multiple families, multiple children for one inmate. And we do this huge event the Thursday before Christmas where the, the child comes in, the guardian family comes in, and we provide Christmas and whatever that family needs to make that child's life a success, because that's what we mm-hmm. did for our five, right? And so whether we, they need a home, whether they need education, whether they need a car, you know, we've, we, we love used car salesmen because we find out that that's where many people's lives go downhill. Mm. Their car, they wreck their car. They don't have a car. They can't get to work. They can't pay their bills. And so that night of hope is something that we really need volunteers to come alongside. We need sponsors for that because we offer, we literally stand up and say, whatever you need, we'll provide. And we mm. always have a person from the year before who stands up and says, Mommy Linda's not kidding. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. last year I came here, my husband was in prison, my kids, we couldn't get here, and now look at us, we came this year as volunteers. Mm-hmm. So we would really love, here we are coming up on the giving season, we would love for people to be involved in that. Um, and then as far as the amazing things that are happening just for the ministry, we do have a brand new television show out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd encourage you to watch on our YouTube channel, Love Him, Love Them, or even just keep up with us on social media to see all of the amazing Amazing ways that you can come alongside of us. Now, if you say, oh, the only reason I was listening is because I love Haiti. Mm. It's just around the corner from Christmas, and we do Christmas joy bags. So you can mm. take a gallon bag. Our ministry is actually responsible for distributing all of the Samaritan's Purse shoeboxes. We do okay. 35,000 shoeboxes in Haiti every year, but we find that we have to supplement that. And so we supplement that with our Christmas joy bags. And if you'll go on our website and just start putting the search bar joy bags, you'll see how you, your church, or just your family can be involved in helping out with getting all of that to the children in Haiti. Linda, this, uh, you know, you've had us laughing and then crying. Um, Many people that that, uh, Tracy and I uh, spend time with, that we have mentored and guided, they're, they're young people in ministry positions. How can we make sure that these young leaders can have a heart for the hurting? Mm. Not just uh, how to have the best church or preach the best sermon or sing the best music. Yeah, because the how numbers. How can we have a do... heart for the hurting? 
Talk to us about that before we end. Right. So the number one thing that they need to do is they need to know the Word of God, right? Mm-hmm. We've got to know what the Bible says. We've got to know how our, what is our fight. We are supposed to be uh, We're in the fight for faith, Right, mm-hmm. we all think we're fighting against the enemy. We do have an enemy, and if you're if you're not in a battle, I mean, we're we're in a battle somehow or another. Young leaders coming up, we all think that if things are not peaches and rosy, and our numbers aren't great, and the smoke's not coming mm-hmm. out at the right time, and the music's <laughs> not amazing, and there's not fog coming out, and we're not entertaining. Uh, my advice for helping the hurting is: you need to open up the eyes of your heart. You have to love him to be able to love them. That's right. God is going to continue to send thems in your life that you just can't stand, that irritate the snot out of you, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And Absolutely. so the whole point is we have to have the love of him. We have to, even if it's if you're forget ministry, even right. if you're at the gas station, right? Because again, I t- said it before, the eyes of the Lord are roaming the earth, searching for a heart that's turned toward him that he can use. Mm. Here's a news flash for you. Jesus ain't here no more. He is not here. He is seated at the right hand right. of the Father. So we put on our little bumper stickers and on our refrigerators, I want to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Well, come on, step it up. Let's do it. So whether you're at the mm. gas station mm. and pumping gas and you look over and see a hurting heart, go over and talk to them. Love them. Mm. You know, we are the answer to other people's prayers. That's right. You know, many people pray in the morning, I just need one sign from That's God. Right. I just mm. need something. Well, be the sign from God. Right. Go over, hey, how you doing? How's it going? I see you got a tear streaming down your face. Mm. If you're in line at Walmart... And somebody's behind you. You've got extra time. Ask God in the morning, where do you want me to go shop this morning? You know, here's another thing. The Bible tells us very clearly that those of us who believe can lay our hands on the sick and they'll be healed. Well, here's a newsflash. If you're in Walmart and somebody's in a wheelchair, they need to be healed. Walk up to them and say, hey, what are you doing in the wheelchair? I have something that you need. Let me, let me, let me pray for you. People are hurting. They're searching. And the fact of the matter is we have the answer for everything. For those of us who believe, for those of us who believe. So we have to know the word of God to be able to believe so that we can be that light. You know, another thing, Chris, Philippians tells us the one way to shine like a star. What is it? Don't complain. (laughs) Just don't complain. I give that challenge often. Most people can't do it for 24 hours. Just don't complain. Be thankful and grateful for what you have. That's one thing that a trip to Haiti will help you with. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. To keep you from complaining because we have so much to be grateful for. And yet, for whatever reason, we continue to find the things that we can complain about. You know, Linda, I I remember... um, years ago hearing how uh, a large ministry in New York was started and basically the, the, the word was the need was the call. Right. And I have a friend who years ago when he was actually planning a church also in the Caribbean but it was in, in around Jamaica that their strategy was this every day. It was four points. It was like, you know, start the day and say, you know, Lord, um, send me a needy person today. <laughs> There's a prayer God will answer, right? Yeah. You know. Second one, much like it, give me sense enough to know when they're there, right? Because right. <laughs> I walk by opportunities. And then third, find a way to brag on Jesus, which is essentially what, what we're talking about. And then pray for them, number four, right there on the spot, if at all possible. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I highly encourage that. That little thing about I'll pray for you. or t- <laughs> Well, I probably face- won't unless I do now. Yeah. And if and I do know- now, I might later. Yeah, even on social media, I'm praying for you. I'm like, really? Because I can see right now you're still scrolling on social media, so I don't know how you're praying for me. But right. yeah, when you're placed in situations, I mean, I have, as the leader of Love Him, Love Them, I have been placed in situations mm-hmm. in the past two years that I never would have imagined. I'm literally negotiating with gangs. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have not had a president in the country of Haiti since July 7th. 
We are completely under gang control. I, this beautiful necklace that I have on from our Beauty for Ashes jewelry ministry, I literally had to make the decision last week. Do I want to have the, someone risk their life to be beheaded or kidnapped to get the beads across the gang uh, control thoroughfare so that it could be sent here so that we can have these items? Mm. We've literally had our ambulance kidnapped. We've had the head of our jewelry business kidnapped. I mean, we are yeah. dealing with... Yeah. unbelievable instances. I mean, when I came here today, I didn't have to look over my shoulder to see if I was going to be kidnapped or beheaded. We just don't right. get it. And then you go to lunch with a friend who's complaining about the salad dressing, you know, yeah, and you're exactly. like, come on, people. These are first world problems. Mm-hmm. We really need to be focused. There are people hurting here, but we don't even know the real definition of hurt. Mm-hmm. I, it, it really concerns me. I'm going to, this is completely off topic, but I'm just going to, Holy Spirit just led me to say this. You know, it really concerns me that here in the American churches, when we want to have people commit their lives to the Lord, we tell everybody to bow their heads and close their eyes and somebody can raise your hand and you don't even need to really mm-hmm. make the commitment. And yet we have people in foreign countries who are in voodoo or witchcraft and when they make the commitment to be a, a, a to make Jesus the Lord of their life, they're at risk. Right, they're at risk, mm-hmm. and so you know Satan works differently in different countries. Right. We're so deceived in the United States mm-hmm. of America. He doesn't really. You know, people say, "Oh, that voodoo stuff, that witchcraft stuff." It it is real. It yes. is the enemy and the evil, mm-hmm. and we're seeing it here in America mm-hmm. now more. But we have got to know the word of God. Yeah. We have got to not be deceived. Right. And 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 that is what will make us want to help the hurting. Mm-hmm. You know, the shame, condemnation, mm-hmm. the voices uh, that Satan uses to whisper into our ears to make us think that we can't, mm. right? And the fact of the matter is, the Bible's very clear, we are overcomers. We, right. we know the end of the story, and we need to start believing that and live in that. And when you have, I mean, we don't mind telling everybody about our favorite restaurant. We don't mind telling everybody mm. about our favorite podcast. But for some reason, uh, the mm. fear sets in whenever we're speaking boldly and confidently about what the Lord has to help us with mm. and to offer with us, right? Absolutely. I appreciate your challenge. Yeah. And I, I, I really do. I mean that sincerely. That's part of what God is gifting you to do is, is to call us from the, the complacency mm. and the comfort, you know, uh, into to the risk. You know, everything I've ever wanted in life, Chris, has been the other side of my, my insecurities, you know, the other side of my, my uncomfort, my status quo, my comfort zone. And following Jesus has been one story after the next, after the next, after the next, where God calls us out of our comfort zone into what is essentially a war zone. Right. Isn't it interesting, too, if your daddy is the president of the college, or if your daddy's the sheriff of the town, you walk around with no fear, because you know everything's going to be fine. And our daddy is the most high God, mm-hmm. right? We should have no fear of anything. That's so good. We have, uh, mm. we have the ultimate yeah. Our Father is in charge of everything and has created everything, but we don't live that way. Mm. Well, we can see how you are living that way. Yeah. And, I, and I just appreciate it. You know, I love your honesty. Yes. Uh, again, as I said earlier, you make us laugh, but you also make us cry yeah. because you take us there and you tell us the stories. Um, Tracy and I usually end these podcasts with, with that line of finding ways to make our next step the best step. But the way we want to end this one is we would like for you to close us out with a prayer so that more of us, that all of us who are a part of this, 
can make those right next steps mm. to care for the people because how we treat them mm. is how we're treating him. Absolutely. So just just uh, you know, remind everybody your website and then say a closing word of prayer and uh, just a word of faith to us, if you would. Absolutely. So sure, I want you all to go to lovehimlovethem.org and make sure you get the Choir of Angels book because if you need to be inspired by faith, my faith was completely built on the stories that happened in this book and I can assure you that your faith will be increased mm. as you read through them. So do go through that. And now let's pray. So, Father, it is in the name of Jesus Christ that for everybody that is listening, and Lord, you know you have you, you put the stars in the sky and before you even laid the sand on the sea, you knew who was going to be listening today. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask for every hurting mom, every student that is not doing what they're supposed to be doing, every husband who is living a false life, and every pastor who is listening who is discouraged. Father, I'm in a different church every week. I see the discouragement. God, I just ask that you completely today, from the top of their heads to the bottom of their toes, that you infuse them with the power of the Holy Spirit. They've already got it. But Lord, I just pray that you show them today a special anointing, something that will uh, just ignite them to show them the joy. Father, you came that we would have abundant life, joy, not when we get to heaven, here, right here, right now. So Father, guide us. You gave us the Holy Spirit to be our comforter, our guide, to show us when to turn right and when to turn left. God, I've experienced that in the middle of Haiti when I didn't know where to go, but you tell us. Open up the eyes of our heart. Open up our, give us ears to hear and eyes to see today. We want to be who, when you're searching the earth looking, we want to be who you find. I want to be the instrument today. I want everyone that is listening today to place themselves in a position where when you say go, when you say here's your next step, that's why you only give us the light for the very next step. If you showed Mm -hmm. us the whole staircase, we'd turn around and go back to bed (laughs) and say no way. So as you place that light on the next step that we're to take, Father, I pray that today everyone listening will just remember, all I have to do is the next right thing, and God will take care of the rest. I love you, Father, and it is in your precious Son's name, the name of Jesus Christ, that we ask these things. Amen. Thanks for joining us on Next Step Leadership, the weekly conversation dedicated to your personal growth and leadership development. Chris and I are so glad you dropped in. You can find us on all your favorite podcast providers. Do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if you really want to help us, give us a rating. We so appreciate your support. Check out our show notes for more information regarding guest contact information. Chris Maxwell's 11th book, Equilibrium, 31 Ways to Stay Balanced on Life's Uneven Services, is available now at www.chrismaxwell.me or Amazon where you can find all of Chris's previous books as well. Our featured music is by Casual Americans. You can find their new musical releases at www.casualamericans.com or at your favorite music suppliers. We release Next Steps Leadership each Thursday, so join us again next week on the Next Step Journey, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step.